Life Christian Centre is a church located in the city of Adelaide. It is made up of people from different backgrounds and walks of life who have been transformed through a relationship with Jesus Christ. For more information, visit us online at www.life-church.com.au Please turn with me to Jeremiah chapter 30. Jeremiah chapter 30, uh, just one verse I want to read and uh, pray that the Holy Spirit speaks to us today. We're going to go back into a bit of prayer time at the end uh, of the message today. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 17, one scripture that says, But I will restore you to health and heal your wounds, declares the Lord, because you're caught an outcast. Zion, for whom no one cares. But I will restore you to health and heal your wounds, declares the Lord. And so, Father, thank you for your word. Your word is powerful. Your word changes lives. Your word is anointed. This is the Holy Bible, inspired by the Spirit. And, Father, it has the capacity to bring life where things have died. It has the capacity, Father, to minister healing where there's sickness, Father. Would you do that this morning by the Holy Spirit? Let there be nothing in me that hinders the delivery of this word. Bind every spirit of fear and intimidation. Just let there be freedom to hear and to speak your word. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Thanks, Tim. Did a great job. (laughs) Come on, give Tim a hand. I want to speak today on the subject, I will heal your wounds. I will heal your wounds. One of the things we all experience in life is wounds, um, whether it's by the people we love, the decisions we make, the circumstances we face, whether it's by the things people have said to us, the things people have done to us, the things we have done, all of us will experience wounds and hurts in our lives. Now, most of us remember the wounds that have done to us. We forget the wounds that we've caused others. Can I hear an amen? But all of us will cause wounds and we'll also receive one or two in our direction. The wounds have the capacity to affect us deeply. And of course, there are different categories of wounds. There are, there are kind of superficial wounds, as you can imagine. Even in the physical realm, there are kind of superficial wounds. And then there are deeper wounds inside of us. It's those deeper wounds that have the capacity to affect us in a deep way. They have the capacity to affect the way we see ourselves, the way we see the world, uh, the decisions that we make, the relationships we have, especially the ones that are closest to us. I often talk to people about uh, wounds being like glasses, you know, uh, if we wear red glasses or glasses that have some sort of a tint, uh, let's say they are tinted red, we tend to see everything with a red tint. And people say, well, it's not red. No, but all I see is red. It doesn't matter where we go. It doesn't matter where we are. Uh, uh, What we see is is the red. Now we think the problem is there or there or the other place or the other place. Actually, the problem is the glasses that we're wearing. Actually, the problem is inside of us. Actually, the problem is one of those wounds that are deep inside of us. You've heard the story about the guy who goes to the doctor. Doctor, I'm in pain. Where are you in pain? I'm in pain everywhere. Uh, what do you mean? So he points to his arm and he's in pain. He points to his chest, he's in pain. He points to his leg, he's in pain. He points to his hand, he's in pain. Head, is in pain. Nose, pain. Doctor does an examination. Says you've got a broken finger. <laughs> Wasn't that bad, was it, Dale? <laughs> you got a broken finger. 
So, so often we think it's everything else. It's the broken, fix the finger. And often it's the wounds inside of us that have capacity to, to influence how we see the world. As I've always said, it's not so much what has happened to us that is important, but what we do with what's happened to us is what we do next. That's critical. It's how we handle what's happened to us. That is the most important thing. And people deal with their pain in so many ways. Some people deal with it by denial. Just try and pretend that everything's going away or that everything's gone away. And there's no problem. What problem? There is no problem. Some people uh, focus on blaming others. They just, they just, well, the reason why I'm here is because of that person or the other person. Some people take on a victim mindset and, and oh, poor me. And I'm in this thing. And the reality is for everyone that that's been wounded, we, 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 in, in some sense, there's some truth to that. We are all victims in one way or another. Uh, all, all of us can, 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 take the, can take on a victim mentality. It's a half-truth. But how many people know that a half-truth is a lie? I mean, if we're going to blame anybody, seriously, let's go back to Adam and Eve. I mean, it was their fault. They ate the fruit, man. Couldn't they have just left? The, couldn't they just been obedient? But they had to eat the fruit, didn't they? They, had, you know, the sign said, "Do not eat the fruit. It's wet cement. Don't touch the wet cement." But oh no, they had to go and. Now, if it was you and me in the garden, we wouldn't have eaten the fruit, would we? No, we wouldn't have. Would, would we? Sure, you would have. I wouldn't have. I certainly wouldn't have. So you know, we're always blaming somebody for where we are. Some people are, uh, deal with the pain by medicating the pain through, you know, whether it's alcohol or drugs or, or some kind of addiction. Most addictions are really about medication for pain that is deep inside of us. And some people just hope that one day, one day, it's all just going to fly away. The reality is all of those strategies, all they do is intensify the pain. All those things will do is increase the, 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 the pain like yeast. They will just grow and grow and grow and get bigger and bigger and bigger as time progresses. Anybody ever seen kind of the dough grow when you're making pizza, you know, uh, and, and it's just kind of grows and grows and grows. Yuck, it looks terrible. Uh, like cancer, the wounds would just keep on multiplying until it affects your whole, unless you have sourdough pizza, of course, then that's fine. <laughs> um, uh, 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 like cancer, the wounds would just uh, keep on multiplying until it affects your whole life, until it eventually takes your life. It doesn't necessarily kill your body, but it does destroy something inside of you. Those wounds kind of grow and they fester and they, they, something starts to die inside of you like hope and joy and your dreams. And some people say time heals all wounds, but that's a load of rubbish. Um, time can give us perspective and time can remove us from the immediate pain, which I think is important, but, but left untreated, just like a physical wound, time, time can just make things worse. You know, if we have a serious wound on our arm or on our leg somewhere, we don't just go, oh, don't worry, time will heal all wounds. No, we do something about it. We go and see a doctor. We say, you know, hey, I, I need something, you know, and, and usually they'll give us some antibiotics or they'll give us something. Otherwise, bugs start to grow. Uh, I was in Perth just this week and I was talking to a brother there who's, uh, who's on antibiotics at the moment. He doesn't have one bug going through him. Uh, he has about four or five bugs in his body at the moment that are kind of, you know, causing havoc. And he said, well, the these are the doctors in, in Perth. They call that a zoo. He's got a zoo inside of him, you know. Uh, <laughs> some people have got a zoo uh, inside of them. The Bible says, the spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit... Who can bear? 
I wonder there might be someone here today and you have some wounds in your life. And as I'm speaking, you know exactly the situation, the person, the event, the mistake you made. It's wounded you deeply. It's affected you deep in your spirit. If that's you today, I want you to know that God has a word for you. I want you to know that you came to the right place this morning because God wants to speak into that situation this morning. God says, but I will restore you to health. Come on, and I will heal your wounds, declares the Lord. It's the Lord who's making a declaration. And, he's, and this, this was to the people of Israel who'd kind of given up hope for themselves. But, and God speaks a word into him. How many people know God's word is powerful? That God, God's, this is not Joe speaking. This is not like a word from Life Christian Center. This is the word of the Lord. But I will restore you to health and heal your wounds, declares the Lord. There's something that God wants to do in our lives. It's heal our wounds. Thank God for books and seminars and counsellors. And I, I, I believe in all of that. But all healing begins in the presence of God. Now, God may use a book. He may use a seminar or a counsellor. Um, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I believe in all of that. I believe that God uses different ways to minister healing in our lives. But it always begins in the presence of God. I pray this word will become a revelation in our hearts today because some of you have given up hope that God can heal you, that you can experience freedom. Some of you carrying runes from when you were young. Some of you have had words spoken over your life that are still affecting you today. You're stupid, you're ugly, you're never going to amount to anything. I'm embarrassed to call you my child. You're uncoordinated, you're dumb. Why can't you be smart? like your sister or your brother. These messages are recorded in your mind and years later, you're still affected by them. Certain situations will trigger the thought that comes into your mind. Certain circumstances where you think, oh, finally I've dealt with this, but, but there's a situation, then there's the trigger and there it is again. If that's you, I want you to take this word today. I want you to allow this word to release faith and hope in your life. I want this word to begin to release the gifts of the Holy Spirit in your life in the name of Jesus. Because it's not the will of God that we be, that we be wounded. Jesus did not come some 2,000 years ago, die on a cross so that we could walk the rest of our life wounded. The Bible says that he heals the brokenhearted. The Bible says that he, that he, uh, that he heals those who are, who are crippled in the name of Jesus. Psalm says he heals the wounds of every shattered heart. I love that scripture, that translation. That's from the New Passion Translation. All throughout the Bible, we see wounded people that were used by God powerfully. Joseph, betrayed by his brothers, a classic example. Moses and Esther were adoptees. David on the run from King Saul. He too was rejected uh, by his brothers. Job felt like he was abandoned by God. Naomi lost her husband. Uh, she said, don't call me Naomi. Call me Mara, which means bitter. Hannah, the grief of not having children. Paul, who had to deal with the guilt of having persecuted and killed so many Christians. He was there. He was observing. He was giving assent when they were uh, uh, killing um, uh, Philip. I think it was. Sorry. I've got it here. Um, as he was Simon. Stephen. Sorry. And you started with an S. Uh, and Paul one time said, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal some reason, our past always wants to draw us back. Our past always wants to bring us back to some place. The enemy always wants to bring us back to some place, some negative place. Uh, Paul says, 
forgetting what's behind and straining towards what is ahead. I kind of like that because, you know, sometimes we think, um, you know, healing is, is easy. Sometimes some of us want to just take a tablet, you know, just, just doctor, just, just give me a tablet to fix the pain that I'm in. And, you know, sometimes the tablet works, but, but when it comes to healing in, inside of us, there's a, there's a degree of straining towards because there's a lot of pushback. There's pushback inside of ourselves. There's pushback from circumstances. There's pushback by the enemy that says, no, 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 this is your lot in life. No, this, this, is, this is where you belong. No, 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 no. You can never be free from this. This is gonna be your lot in life. There's pushback continuously. But I like what Paul says. He says, straining towards what it is ahead. I press on to take a hold of that for which Jesus Christ took a hold of me. Now we can never forget the past. People say, well, you just got to forgive and forget. It's not that we forget. When the Bible says forgetting what is behind, it doesn't mean we can forget. Uh, what it means is that whatever's happened in the past no longer has an influence in the present. It no longer, uh, it no longer brings the same emotions or has the same effect that it once upon a time did. Bible says of Joseph, Joseph named his older son Manasseh for he said, God has made me forget all my sufferings in my father's family. Did he forget his father's family? Well, he didn't forget them at all, but it no longer had the same effect as it did in prior times. How, does, how do we deal with the wounds? Number, the first step is believe that you can be healed. It's the, it's the first step. Now I know this is kind of a simple message. It's a faith message. It, because whenever we talk about faith, it's, uh, it, it, it begins by believing that we can be healed. You need to believe what the Bible says about you. Yet so often the pain is so severe, the problem so complex, the issue so deep, the depression so dark that you lose hope and we feel like giving up. My prayer is that if that's you, that God's Word would start to stir something in your spirit today, that the word of the Lord would come and it would not just become more words that I just heard, but it would become a revelation in our spirit. There's a point where the word needs to become a rhema, where, where it becomes, where we activate it and, and, and apply it to our lives. God says, but I will restore you to health and heal your wounds. Now notice that scripture doesn't say, well, I might restore you. No, no, notice the scripture doesn't say, well, we'll see how things go, Joe, whether we restore you or not. It doesn't say anything like that. It's in the emphatic. It's a, yeah, yes, I will restore you, declares the Lord. And some of you are saying, well, Pastor Joe, you don't understand. I've been to see this counselor and I've, and I've tried this and I've tried herbal therapy and I've tried, you know, books and I've tried, seven, and I've tried so many things. And, you know, I'm just tired. I'm just tired. How true that is. Could, could, could we this morning, because I'm not the healer, not the healer. Can, can, I, can I just begin to stir faith in you this morning? I just want to stir faith in you this morning. I just, want, I just want us to get a hold of this thought this morning in the name of Jesus. I, 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 and, and I pray that it would just start to become a rhema inside of our hearts. You know, one of the things I've done in my life when, when, uh, when there's been a situation where, you know, I'm struggling with whatever, whatever it is and uh, I, I go to the Word of God and I find some promises in the Word of God that apply to that situation. The Bible says this, but my experience is something different. How do you reconcile those things or how do you activate that promise into your life? I'll tell you what you need to do is get a hold of some of those verses 
And the Bible says, I have hidden your word in my heart so that I may not sin against you. In other words, I've, 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 I've put your word inside of my heart so that it protects me. One of the things we need to do is get a hold of some of those words. We need to memorize some of those scriptures. We need to bring them into our heart so that they can activate faith in our hearts. I used to, when I was in Bible college, I used to have a verse in my, in my pocket every single time. Every single time. I'd memorize one verse, write it in a book. Learned that from Barry Chant. Write it in a book. Then get it. He, used, he still, he's 80 years old. He, can, he, can, he, can, he knows most of the Bible off by heart. I'm useless, hopeless. But anyway, I tried it. You know, you, you get a verse, you memorize it that week. And, 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 and the, what I was thinking back then was, why think useless thoughts? How many people know most of our thinking is wasted? It's junk thinking. So what I thought is any time that I've got a spare thought that I can, well, I'm going to think about the Word of God. It was a good thought and it's still a good principle. I've hidden your Word in my heart that I might not sin against. Some of you have been struggling with wounds in your life. Can I encourage you to get, get a verse like this? But I will, I will restore you to health, says the Lord. I will heal your wounds. In the, but He heals the brokenhearted in the name of Jesus. And some of you need to get some declaration. Lord, I just thank you that you're going to heal me in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you. I thank you that you're going to heal my past in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you that this is not this situation, this event, this mistake is not going to define my life in the name of Jesus. I thank you that you died on the cross so that I could be free in the name of Jesus. And some of us need to begin to speak those words. Some of us need to confess those words by faith. Begin to declare them over our life. Some of us need to say, I will experience the peace of God. You wake up in the morning feeling distressed and stressed and anxious. You wake up every single day. You go to bed feeling distressed. Some of you need to begin to declare, I will experience the peace of God in the name of Jesus. Say, Pastor Joe, what, what's, what's, what's with that? There's power in, the, in confession. And you're not just confessing. You're not just, conf you know, it's not just a mantra. You're confessing the word of God. The Bible says that in the beginning, the world was in darkness and it was a mess. It was a disaster. And God began, God began to speak a word into that. God, God began to speak a word into that. Let there be light. And suddenly there was light. The power of God's word. Some of you need to say, my marriage shall be restored in the name of Jesus. Our family will be healed in the name of Jesus. It's a mess right now, but I, I'm, I'm going to declare, I'm going to speak by faith in the name of Jesus. Can I hear a little, a, just a little amen? Just amen somewhere in Jesus' name. Number two, press into God. Oh, we need to cry out to God, but I will restore you to health. Heal your wounds, declares the Lord. It's God speaking. It's Lord, capital L-O-R-D. It's Yahweh, the creator of the heavens and the earth that's speaking. And because we know and believe that God is our healer, we reach out to him. I love the story in the Bible of the woman with the issue of blood for 12 years. She suffered for 12 years. She went from one doctor to the next doctor. Uh, she, she went from the naturopath to the medical doctor. I mean, she tried it all. Uh, keto diet, uh, vegetarian, vegan. She tried everything and it just, just didn't seem to make things better. Uh, no, no, no doubt she was losing hope. But I'm sure at some point as she was just doing stuff, she heard about this man called Jesus who was healing the sick. No, no doubt she heard, you know, it was, maybe it was a Twitter thing or maybe it was on Instagram. She saw someone share about how Jesus had healed them. In Jesus, are you with me this morning? Is somebody here? You okay? Oh, okay, good. Just smile every now and then when something sounds kind of funny. Just, just, just <laughs> don't insult me though. You know, because that's going to be... Um, 
You know, and I imagine as she, as she heard about this, faith would have begun to rise in her. She said, well, who knows? Maybe, 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 Jesus, maybe Jesus could heal me. And one day she hears that Jesus is passing God by crowds have gathered around and she figures, well, this is my chance. This is my opportunity. If I could just touch the hem of his garment, if I could just reach out to him, if I could just touch him, then I could be made whole. Bible says the moment she touched the garment, she was made whole and immediately that sickness left her. I want to believe for the immediately this morning in the name of Jesus. Jesus is passing by. Would we, would we just get a hold of his garment this morning? Come on, some of us need a miracle. 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 There's times in my life, I remember I went to see someone once, and I said, I just need a miracle. It's the only thing that's going to get me through this. God is the God of miracles who does great things. I want to believe that immediately was going to happen this morning, that our wounds would be healed, that addictions would be broken, relationships restored, minds set free, joy restored in the name of Jesus. Thirdly, we need to pour our heart out to God. As we believe that God can heal, as we press into God, we, we need to pour out our hearts to God. Now, as we do that, God begins to minister to the wounds in our lives. He begins to pour oil and wine into those wounds. I remember many years ago, I was dealing with a situation inside of, inside of me. It was, you know, just some wounds and stuff that were happening. And I just remember going into the presence of God. I remember, you know, just having a, a quiet time with God. It was something I was doing on a, on a regular basis. And as I, as I, as I began, I just, I just started to weep. And it wasn't, it wasn't just one of those crying, you know, a few little tears. It was belly weeping. Anybody ever belly wept? where the, the weeping comes from deep inside of your gut somewhere and you just, you're just weeping before the presence of God. Something very powerful about that. Weeping is not a sign of weakness. Weeping is the means that God uses to minister healing into our soul. It's very powerful. If we're going to deal with the wounds in our lives, we need to learn to pour out our hearts to God. Our emotions need to be released and our pain needs to be validated. Some people, what they do is they hide the pain. Like I said, they go into denial. They pretend it's not there. You know, marriage is in trouble. Oh, no, marriage is doing just fine. Thank you. Um, you know, whatever's going on. Oh, no, everything's fine. One, and I don't mean we put it, you know, an Instagram post. Hello, my marriage is in trouble. Would you please? Let, I just want everyone to know. It's not that either. But we need to acknowledge it for ourselves. Something very powerful about acknowledging the pain. Most mental health issues are about trapped pain, where the pain has not been released. And so one of the greatest places to release it is in the presence of God. Psalm 142 says, I pour out before you my complaint. Before him, I tell my trouble. In other words, uh, David is saying, I bring my complaints before God. Where, where's, where's the best place to bring our complaints? Bring them into the presence of God. God's not going to be going, oh my goodness, look what they just said. He's not shocked by what we're thinking. He knows what we're thinking. He's not shocked by what we're feeling. He knows what we're feeling. Best place to do it is just open up and bring it into the presence of God. Father, I just come before you right now in Jesus' name. Father, I'm just feeling so down. So down. I just can't see a way out of this, Lord. 
Father, that you know my thoughts. I just, I just can't seem to stop this thinking, Lord God. Lord, I just feel so angry, Lord God. I, I don't even know where the anger's coming from. It's coming from somewhere. I don't even know where it is coming from, Lord God. But I just bring it before you, Lord God. I want to serve you. I want to do your will, Lord God. I just, I just don't understand what's going on inside of me. What we tell the Lord isn't going to surprise him. Jesus himself was on the cross. And, and, and look what he said. He said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus was having feelings of abandonment. And he expresses it to God. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The greatest thing that we can do with our emotions is express them in the, in the presence of God. The Bible also says in Romans, likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses. For we do not know how we should pray for us, uh, uh, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groans that words cannot express. One of the reasons why I believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in, tongue, speaking in tongues is powerful. Why? It's our spirit that begins to speak to God's spirit. It bypasses our brain. There's something very powerful about it. And the Bible says he who speaks in a tongue builds himself up. It does something in our spirit. And our spirit begins to communicate with God's spirit with, with groans that words cannot express. And as that happens, healing takes place. Holy Spirit is an incredible psychologist, just for the record. I can give you his phone number. He's pretty good. Very cheap too, for the, just for the record. Now, I believe in counseling. Just don't, I, please. I, I'm a, yes, I believe in that. Six years of counseling I've done at uni. So I believe in it. And I believe God, God uses people. God uses, God uses circumstances. But it, it starts with God. And it's God that uses those people to minister healing to us. It's not the other way around. <laughs> Number four, we need to forgive those that have hurt us. As we begin to pray and as we begin to cry out to God, God, God begins to help us to forgive those that have hurt us. The uh, Bible says, forgive in order that Satan might not outwit us, for we are not aware, unaware of his schemes. Pastor Joe, is forgiveness e easy? No, forgiveness is not easy. Forgiveness is extremely difficult. The only way that we can forgive is by the grace of God. Forgiveness is unnatural. The only way we can forgive is by the grace of God. Um, and so as we go into the presence of God, as we begin to pour out our heart to God, God begins to minister us, to us and he begins to soften us. And he begins to minister healing. And it's in that context that God then enables us to forgive those that have hurt us. Forgiveness begins with a simple prayer that says, I choose by the grace of God to forgive such and such a person. Forgiveness is a decision of the will. It's not a decision of our feelings. You will never feel like forgiving anybody. Your emotions will say, no, nope, not doing it. Revenge, that's what I'm looking for. A block of cement. Something bad happening. Forgiveness is not natural. So we choose with our will. I choose by the grace of God because we can't do it on our own. You can't do this. I choose by the grace of God to forgive this person. 
for what they did to me. And forgiveness is a process. Notice the Bible says, and I will restore you to health. Restoration is not something that happens all at once. It's a slow process. You know, there are people that buy old furniture or they buy an old car and they're going to restore it. Um, I'm not a restorer. I don't like that kind of thing. That kind of thing is painful to me. But some, pe- some people love that kind of thing. How, how, how long does it take to restore something? It takes time. It's a process. Healing of our soul is a process. And it begins by, forgiveness begins by just praying a simple prayer. I choose by the grace of God to forgive for what they did. And does that mean that, you, that forgiveness just happens? No. Sometimes what happens, and New Anderson talks about this, he says, as we begin to pray that prayer, many times there's an expression of anger that happens. Greatest thing to do with that expression is bring it into the presence of God. But you know, what that does is that gives the Holy Spirit permission to begin to minister healing in our life. I choose by the grace of God to forgive this person for this. What that does, it activates, it, 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 it gives permission to the Holy Spirit to begin to do a work in our spirit. We're not driven by our thoughts. We're not driven by our emotions. We are driven by the will that is submitted to the principles of God's Word. It's our will that makes decisions according to the principles of God's Word. Number five, reframe the wound. And what happens as we begin to pray and cry out to God and as we begin to pour out our hearts to God, He helps us to forgive. And not only that, He helps us to see the wound in a completely different way. God has a way of using the most difficult situations in our life for His glory. Joseph was in a prison. Imagine, you imagine what he went through. There's this little phrase in the Bible that uh, they sold him to these uh, slave traders, right? And, and as he's in there, the Bible tells us this. They were, he was screaming to his brothers, screaming to them, get me out of here. Was Joseph wounded? No, that wasn't a little wound. That was a deep wound. Did he ever forget, did he forget that? I don't think he forgot that very quickly. But, 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 but look at the end of, uh, uh, of, of the chapter of, of in Genesis, I think it's chapter 50 or whatever, where, where, where he says, you know, you meant to harm me, but God meant this for good. What happened? The wound was reframed from God's perspective. Moses was in a desert, but God was preparing him for leadership. Hannah was pouring her out anguish to God, but God was preparing her to give birth to a prophet that would change Israel. Job was in despair, but God was... God was about to give him a greater revelation of himself. David said, from the end of the earth, I will cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. David is saying that when when I feel really overwhelmed, just bring me to a place which is higher so that I can see what I'm going through from your perspective. Because something changes when that happens. Most of us know the story of the Good Samaritan. Man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. Worship team come. And they stripped him of his clothes, beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. And some of you feel like that man this morning. On the side of a road, beaten, wounded, alone, being left for dead. And you feel like there's no hope. Good Samaritan comes along who's a type of Christ. Listen, he sees him. 
He took pity on him. He went to him. He bandaged his wounds. He poured oil and wine on the wounds, placed him on his donkey and took care of him. Each of those things speaks to us about how God ministers to the broken and the wounded. He saw him. God sees you. God sees you. He had compassion on him. God has compassion on you. He went to him, bandaged those wounds, poured oil and wine, the oil which is soothing on our wounds. Sometimes he also pours wine on them and and that can be painful. Many people know that at times the healing process is painful. He pours the wine because it's the same wine that ministers healing. Actually, it looks like a terrible thing, but the wine represents love because it's the most loving thing that, that God can do if He wants to heal the, the, the wounds. Sometimes some wounds need to be opened up and some wine needs to be poured. It doesn't feel very loving. Actually, it's the most loving thing that God can do. So often when we get cut, we, we put some disinfectant on it. You know, whatever, you, antiseptic fluid. What, what do you put that stuff that stinks? What is it? Betadine, or it's the fluid stuff. Anyway, you pour it on there. It stings. It stings. But it's actually ministering healing. I wonder if there's someone here today whose soul is wounded. Things in your life that have happened that you can't explain. Experiencing pain that you can't bear. You know you need to face it, but it's just too hard. I pray that you will allow the Holy Spirit to guide you to a place of healing. For God declares, I will restore you to health and heal you. Your wounds, declares the Lord. Because people have called you an outcast. Because it seems like no one cares. But I care. And I'm going to restore you to health in Jesus' name. Uh, Here's what I want to do this morning. We're going to stand. Let's all stand together. And... uh, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for some people. Maybe you're experiencing a wound. It could be physical, actually. You may need physical healing. Or it could be emotional. Uh, Maybe it's just something you'd like prayer today. I'm going to invite you to come forward. I'm going to pray with you. Just believe that God is going to minister to you. Believe that God is going to minister healing in the name of Jesus. Uh, The Bible says in in James chapter 5, if there's anyone sick among you, call the elders of the church and, and they're going to anoint you with oil. The oil is not magic. It's faith is where the power is. It's faith in God. And, it's, and it's, it's, it's the ministry of the oil that actually begins. The healing prayer. It's saying to God, I need you because I can't do this. I can't do this. Maybe you need healing in your marriage. Come on, why don't you come forward? Let's believe for that in Jesus. Let's believe for the miracle. Maybe you need a miracle in your family. Come on, why don't you come forward? Let's believe for that in Jesus' name. Why why don't we believe that some of us are going to touch the hem of Jesus' garment this morning and immediately be made whole in Jesus' name. If you need to come, you come quickly.